In the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. Welcome to Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet going viral on Tickety Talk right now. <laughs> you viral? I mean, I think two people. That's viral, right? I've infected two people. That's, I don't know. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, um, who you can find on TikTok at Raw and Order WBU. Mm-hmm. And I'm joined by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? I am happy to announce I am still a grown adult who does not have TikTok. <laughs> hey, lots of old people are on Tickety Talk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And oh. Officer Sparks is one of them. Yeah, and I am one of them. I am <laughs> Joy. It's me and Mr. Hamilton and uh, the, the um, bearded bros with babies and bows. Snap. Um... Also joined with us. Babies and bows. There's, I guarantee you, there's at least one person who's a TikTok person who heard that and went, "Oh yeah, I know who exactly who he's referring to." I'm so glad I'm not a TikToker. <laughs> Say that now, but when you get involved, oh boy, uh, it's fun. Um, anyways, um, also joining us, you've heard him there. Uh, our brother from up north, RCMP JLB. You hear me crystal clearly. It is your boy, RCMP JLB. We just did a little payback, and I want my pay back because it was garbage. But we will talk about it, guys. We Still not the worst pay-per-view of the year, sadly. <laughs> no, no. It's, it's the worst. That goes to the horror show. We we will talk about it. I don't know. I I probably overall I didn't hate it as much as you guys did, I guess. But um, it, it was it not all. great. I mean, other than Dominic still wrestling for some. Yeah, in slow motion. Slow motion from the. <laughs> slow motion from the. He does. Slow motion from slow the. Motion. Slow motion from. Um. So we will kind of just get straight into um payback just. Because uh, we, we'd prefer this week, since we only have one pay-per-view to get through instead of two pay-per-views and a Dynamite, um, that we do it in a speed that um, D.A. Fabe does not go to sleep during. Snap. God dang, man. I am so sorry. <laughs> I, uh, boy, that was a week, I tell you. And, and this one's been one, too. But I've managed to get some sleep beforehand. So, um, whew. I had a wedding I had to go to last night. Oh Jesus! Nice. Wait, what? <laughs> Not mine. How did? No, obviously. How did this happen, though? Like social distancing is not a thing. Like it was in a hall and everything. Uh, limited, limited contact. Okay. Dancing must have been weird. Didn't dance, so we're good I, on that front. I take I, that back. I, I did. I did do the dollar dance. I I gotta be honest. I've uh, I've seen Da Fabe dance, and dancing is weird, even in normal circumstances with him. So, um, left feet, huh? Uh, no, hey, no. I have a masterful sprinkler. They 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 might be both right feet, 
<laughs> I am just saying that. Just going in the wrong direction. <laughs> I, uh, in the end, my lawnmower uh, is epic. His shopping cart's pretty good too. Um, <laughs> The, the big thing with D.A. Fabe is keep in mind he is what six foot something or other uh, six foot four six, six foot four. four yeah and and a relatively large dude um, in most respects so anytime people of that size dance to to an average uh, height fat guy like me it always looks interesting yeah, it's uh, it's Rikishi yeah pretty much only um, without the rhythm <laughs> to say i'm like that's not bad <laughs> and being a part of too cool mm. never having been called too cool never having been uh, called too cool so but, anyway so let's get into the payback results um so uh we normally don't really talk much about the kickoff show so we'll just kind of skim over it uh but you had ruby riot and uh Liv morgan versus the iconics on the kickoff yep. show um actually <laughs> belonged on the main roster main show to be perfectly honest i liked the the match overall and it's this feud that's been developing on you know so often the kickoff show is just a match they throw together at the last minute you know they're like oh hey we need these we need these two people to wrestle on the kickoff show okay um but i enjoyed the match overall uh we kind of knew who was going to get the win uh just because they've had the iconics get the win so often on the reformed two-thirds of a riot squad. Um, it. And here's the thing, too. Like, it, yes, I guess it deserved to be on the regular main show, because, hey, you're trying to make uh, Wyatt Squad actually something. But no, you put it on the pre-show, and it's just like, whatever. And I don't know how they done did it again, though. They made me not care about the Riot Squad for a second time. I stopped caring after that Kevin Owens show thing, or sorry, after that first match that they had, and I was just like, okay, you, you made the Riot Squad irrelevant again. How did you manage to do this? Twice in less than a year, or a year and a half. Um, I don't know. I just didn't care. I, I didn't care for it. It's There's a story there, but the story isn't still properly built up for me to catch or get enthused by it, if you um, there but was here's... more story there than there was to Keith Lee, Randy Orton. Yeah. Keith Lee literally came out um, this week Monday. and said, I want to fight Randy Orton. And they're like, okay, we'll put you in a big match on, on the pay-per-view. Yeah, but there was still that story of, hey, I re really respect Drew McIntyre. He was a fellow NXT guy. You messed up my friend. I'm going to mess you up kind of thing. So there was that little story. And look, they wanted to put Keith Lee, obviously, on the pay-per-view. So that's what they did. But yeah, they're still blowing that bubble for sure. Like, they're messing that up completely, too. Um, as you alluded to on your... Wait, you mentioned Big E, not... Because I, I felt like even the crowd didn't really... Well, I mean, whatever. The crowd's really doing whatever they want. The Anyways. Air quotes crowd. The, the Thunderdome, excuse me. Uh, but I don't work for Vince, so I won't get in trouble. It's fine. But um, now now here's the... Like I said, I, I liked this match overall. Um, I mean, it, it was relatively short. It was a kickoff show match. Uh, my biggest problem with the kickoff show has nothing to do with this match. It has to do with... The fact that Jerry Lawler was on my TV. Oh snap! I didn't notice this. When was Jerry Lawler on TV? He was he was on the kickoff show panel. It was Jerry Lawler, um, Booker T, uh, me and Charlie Caruso. 
uh, JBL, because I wanted to call him JLB there for a second. And um, no one gets that right. Everyone says my name is JBL. And then whatever Rosenberg guy, I can't remember his name because I just want him gone too. Um, okay, he's better than Jerry Lawler though, so he, leave him there. He, Sam, way better than Sam. But yeah, he yeah. he was indeed better than Jerry Lawler. But here's the deal: we don't need freaking five people. Yeah, you know, on a panel uh, before yes, a show. Five people because there's no one there that can replace Renee Young. You need five people, three people to replace Renee well, Young. Renee I don't, I don't know. Maybe just don't have a kickoff show. Yeah, that's I mean, not... it was it was one match on a kickoff show, and the regular show went short. So why have kickoff shows at all? I mean, here the the kickoff show originally was um, based off Sunday Night Heat, which was a televised show that would feed into the pay per view, and so it made sense because it was like, hey, this is on television. Maybe we'll get people to tune in for this, and then uh, buy the pay per view. But they don't put the kickoff show on televised anymore, so it's not feeding in that way. Um, it's free on the network, but to be perfectly honest, if you are taking the time to go to the network, you're probably already thinking of subscribing or a subscriber. That's what it comes down to. Um, and so the kickoff shows, if if they're only going to have one match on them, they make no sense. And uh, if you're going to have Jerry Lawler on my TV, they make even less sense. He just needs to go home. Why do you hate Jerry Lawler exactly? I've always He's hated Andy Jerry Kaufman, Lawler. Yeah. Uh, I do also like Andy Kaufman, but I've always hated I've, Jerry Lawler's shtick going back to even when he was an active wrestler. Never liked it. Never right. liked it. Never liked his. I I, I didn't think he was particularly good in the ring. Corbin uh, does a better king than Jerry Lawler does. So ah, imagine that. And he even stole the king gimmick from from a different wrestler in the first place. So oh, snap that I didn't know. Yep. So it's just like, you know, everything about Jerry Lawler, but Jerry Lawler is representative in many ways of of most of the worst things about late Attitude Era WWE and none of the good things about ever WWE. Um, And I know there's going to be some people in the Memphis area who talk about, oh, Jerry Lawler, King of Memphis Wrestling. And dude, you can have them. Take them back. I don't want him. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that, though. Especially in today's day and age, I don't need Jerry Lawler on my screen. Attitude Era was kind of cool, but his whole puppy shtick was getting stupid, and I didn't care. Oh, 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 oh we oh, lost the Fabe again. <laughs> yeah, okay, so Jerry Lawler sucks. There, let's move on. We'll move on to the let's actual... Let's talk about Ruby Riot's match. Good match. That was... Okay. Well, at yeah. least then you have something, you know? It was good. Like, that's what I said. I, I didn't. I didn't have a problem with the match. I wish it wasn't on a kickoff show, but I, again, wish there just wasn't a kickoff show anymore. If you're gonna go short on your pay-per-views, then there's no reason for a kickoff show. That's correct. My, that's the key. Um, you know, it, ultimately, kickoff shows are either about bringing people into the pay-per-view, which they're not doing, or about um, using wrestlers that you weren't going to use on the regular show. But if you're going to go short, I mean, literally, my wife walked in at 8.30 and the ep- the pay-per-view was ending, 8.30 Central Time. And she's like, it's over already? And I'm like, yep, <laughs> done, that's it. 
like the nerf. Is that, is that the moment where you looked at her and like, I, I did that for you, honey. Did no, spent some time together. It's mostly the reason that my frustration kind of boiled over, and I'm like, why do I even watch WWE anymore? Um, you know, and I was like, yeah. you have a podcast. Yeah. You were also the one saying that you liked it ending early a few weeks back or last week, uh, that you enjoyed actually it finishing early. So, I mean... I, I, I don't remember saying I enjoyed it finishing early. There I is something to be said for East Coast, for Eastern Time and Atlantic Time and say Nova Scotia, don't you know? Um, being able to end... <laughs> to get to bed at a decent time because here's the deal if it ends at nine o'clock central standard time or central daylight time then you know in nova scotia that's 11 o'clock p.m yeah but what else they got to do up there anyway oh snap we're talking about nova scotia dude it's not like saskatchewan yeah. oh, that's also a valid point too <laughs> and but no but at the same time i just find it funny how pay-per-views are now shorter than a raw yeah and that's i'm just like huh how does that work? That, that's exactly my point is, is you know, you can go to nine. Nine's the normal time. If you're in uh, Nova Scotia and you're watching Monday Night Raw, you're used to it going till that exact same time. I'm not Actually, saying they should run till midnight. Till midnight. But that's, yeah, I'm not saying they should go till 10 p.m. our time, which would be even later or, or all that. So I'm just saying give us our money's worth. And uh, if, if you're... Taking a, a good wrestling match off the main card and putting it onto the kickoff show just because, then don't and just leave. I mean, you can have the kickoff show be effectively talking smack or talking raw or whatever you want to call it, just a talk show going into it. That's fine. I mean, that makes sense, though. That would make yeah. complete sense for them to do. Mm-hmm. You but, can get all your moment of bliss stuff in. Yeah. Yeah. You can. You can actually make a character who's in the middle of something real on the the main roster do something more than just stand backstage twiddling her hair. But we will get into that later. <laughs> um, I like that. On to the main main show. Uh, first match, kicking off, <laughs> kicking it off. Bobby Lashley versus Apollo Cruz. Of course, the rest of the Hurt business was out there with Bobby Lashley, and Apollo Cruz was. Uh, um, short-handed because there was no one to help him out, and I really, I really thought this was going to be an Apollo Cruz uh, sneaks out another victory storyline. You know what I mean? Because that's been no, the storyline they've been basically. Going to walk out of the ring. I thought he was going to get counted out. Yeah, I just, I, I thought it was that was the storyline that they've seemed to have been telling recently with Apollo Cruz is that he's outmatched in most respects, but somehow or another, he sneaks out the victory. Uh, but as a good guy, not like a heel victory, but like is able to snatch a sneaky roll up or hit him with some, I don't know. Anyways, but nope, Bobby Lashley is the new United States champion after Apollo taps out to the um, whatever. Um, whatever, full Nelson. Full Nelson, yeah. I was totally having a brain fart for that. So, because I, from what I remember about the, well, first of all, I I, I could care less about the storyline anymore. Um, and but I, it, from what I remember, it was cleanly like MVP and um, what's his face Benjamin didn't get involved, and it was just like he lost like that, right? Well, there was some tactics during the match. Yeah, but. Um, I- 
really ended. There, like, there was a moment where Lashley was down outside of the ring, and uh, they stood in the way of of. of, of but I actually cheat to win didn't happen technically because he won cleanly. He did the full Nelson. There wasn't like a distraction before the full Nelson. True. Yeah, I could have used maybe a little bit more heel tactics on the bad guy side, but whatever. Um, That's it. But I don't. Well, this is going to continue, right? Like this is not. Oh gonna... yeah. I'm sure there will be a rubber match at Payback Two Electric Boogaloo coming down the road. Oh. Anyways, <laughs> what did you just call it? Yeah, I heard Electric McGlue, and I was like, "What?" Payback pay to the Electric Boogaloo. Are are you are you not are you not aware of the pop culture reference of Electric Boogaloo? Oh gee, I clearly there, you. There was a movie back in the seventies oh, uh, <laughs> uh, about breakdancing. Oh, I get it, Daddy O. And it was called Breakin' Breakdancing. And then the sequel to it that came out in nineteen eighty four was titled Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo. And uh, that name, Electric Boogaloo, has caught on as the um, the easiest way to say a stupid sequel. Oh, I mean, I get that you're into TikTok now, but I don't think this is a cultural reference at all in today's time. Uh, I kid you not. It's even on the Urban Dictionary. Oh, all right. Well, maybe I'm just out of the loop. Urban Dictionary. Electric Boogaloo can be appended to the name of a movie to indicate a sequel. The construction is somewhat dismissive of the original work and or the idea of making a follow-up movie. The sequel may be real, planned, or imagined. When are they going to make Titanic 2 Electric Boogaloo? Or, I'm just going to wait for it to come out on TV before I see Fantastic Four 2 Electric Boogaloo. Um, And that was added in 2008, so it's not even something that the young hipster kids nowadays are had just made up it's been around for a long time 12 years yes so so in fact it's probably even a dated reference the fact that neither of you even knew that um is a little crazy to me anyways we will move back to wrestling because this is not a pop culture podcast or or a critique podcast this is wrestling um i i didn't hate this match but i hated the finish that that lashley won cleanly and apollo tapped out like this is where it's a good move to cause a pass out. Yeah, either a pass out or or a heel move going into the you know um, before putting him in the full Nelson. You know, uh, MVP passes Lashley brass knuckles and he hits him with the brass knuckles and then throws him out of the ring and then puts in the full Nelson or something. You know what I mean? Something to bring a little bit more heel heat to it. But I didn't hate it. And, you know, Apollo Crews is a phenomenal wrestler. Uh, Lashley, I I like. Um, so, I mean, they put on a fine match. I just wish the ending would have been a little bit more dramatic. So, um, on a side... There is a significant fear I realized tonight mm-hmm. that I think, and, and so I'm saying this in advance. I am not thinking this is a good idea, um, but I fear that we're going to have Benjamin Lashley MVP show up as a nickname for this group being BLM, and I don't like it. <laughs> I, I don't like it, and while I could see them doing it, 
the fact that they've uh, put so much money into calling him the Hurt Business and made shirts and all of that stuff with the Hurt Business and is, they've gone all in saying the Hurt Business and business is good. Um, I think they, I think they're pretty set on calling them the Hurt Business, and I'm fine with that. Um, that's that's promising to say the least. Moving so, on. Big E versus Sheamus, and the match kind of thrown together last minute, but uh, needed to be on the main show instead of a kickoff show. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, no, it's Big E. Sorry, excuse me. Well, I mean, yeah, they're pushing Big E, though, right? You're not going to put Big E on the... They're making him this crazy singles competitor. You're not going to make him go on the pre-show, you know? Yeah, but you could also say that about the fact that they've put Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan into a main roster feud that's been featured on Raw every week for the past month um, that they're pushing them and they put them on the kickoff show. So that logic doesn't really hold up now, do it? It don't, but at the same time, it's not a world, potential world title picture. You know, it changes. But, but yeah, this match was fun. I I don't I didn't mind it. I don't get the whole like I know they've been a biggie has always been um, causing ruckus to Corey Graves, um, but this time around it was more of a like I told you like are they push is Corey Graves going to come back to wrestle or something? I don't believe so. Uh, none of the rumors I've heard have done that. Although I would not. Uh, be surprised to see them make him some sort of heel manager at some point. Pull him off commentator and put him as as a character. Mm. But in in reality, um, I don't he I don't think he's ever coming back to wrestling. Um, I don't know. I can't say never because we would have a year and a half ago said never about um, Edge, and three years ago we probably would have said never about Daniel Bryan. So. It could happen, but none of the rumors that I've read online have pointed to it at all. Uh, well, and, like, and again, Graves doesn't have a history that say some an Edge or a uh-huh. Daniel Bryan do. Yeah, uh, this is the most attention Graves has had in his career. Yeah. Uh, well, and that's the like, like I've seen um, footage of of Corey Graves in a ring again with his brother. But it was like his brother helping his brother, not not like training in a ring to get back. I don't know. Anyways, um, no, I liked this match all in all. I liked the idea of pushing uh, Big E as a singles competitor. Um, and they seem to be doing it in a way that is not hinting at breaking up New Day in any way, shape or form. Like putting it off where where Kofi and Xavier Woods are both supportive of him getting a main roster run, uh, singles run. So, um, um, I do want different tights, though. Well, I I would like different tights. I would like uh, solo entrance music. I'm I'm a big fan of the idea of of when you're a solo wrestler. It still can have like the New Day hook on it, but give him something unique for just when he's just coming out. But yeah, you know, um, I'm annoyed by his attire, and I just want him to have his own persona as a singles competitor and the new day won't mind i'll just be like sure bro like you do you you know and then when we're back we'll do us together like it would work no problem just give me what i want but i enjoyed the match uh it it did seem a little bit weird that uh biggie seemed to take a whole lot of punishment from sheamus and was fine uh but sheamus hit gets hit by one big ending and he's out mm. Um, also, because you know, the big ending is not really all that intimidating of a move. 
I, I don't hate the big ending. Um, however, Seamus took it horribly, so it didn't look even close to as good as it could, which hurt it. What was his finisher? It's called the big ending. He puts him up on his shoulder, and then it's kind of a drop-down slam. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Not a fan of the move. I, I don't hate it, but it needs to be taken properly for it to look good. And Seamus put his knees all the way down. And so it didn't even look like he hit at all. But anyways, moving on to what I am certain uh, to be D.A. Fabe's favorite match of the night. Um, God, I want to fast forward so bad, but I needed to know who win one for this <laughs> Matt Riddle versus King Corbin. The worst part is we spent ages. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the lead on this one. Because we've spent ages building up this heel character. And and yes, it, I'm I'm pissed off because it's Riddle, but we've spent all this time building up this heel character who's been in the title hunt, who's been in a no in a false count anywhere match with Roman, who's who's taken Roman really to the limit, who's beaten person after person after person, and we're gonna have him lose to Matt Riddle in clean fashion in uh, relatively what seven minutes, eight minutes. Just, ugh. That's my only issue, is is you finally have... Corbin doesn't have go-away heat. He's getting there because they keep doing crap like this. Damn it, do something with him. Uh, and that's the thing. They don't really know what to do with him. And the thing is, he's one of those guys that is just willing to do the job and that's it. You know what I mean? Uh, I get it. He's the definition of a jobber. Not that he's not that he's bad. I mean, he does the job. Yeah. But damn it. Yeah. There has to come a time where you reward the guy for it. And rewarding him is not having him lose to people coming up from the lower roster. Or from, not lower, NXT. Yeah, geez. That was Vince McMahon of you. Like, I know your name is Vincent Cape, but hot diggity damn. That was harsh. But yeah, I mean, look, I mean, what else are you going to do? I would have liked it if maybe, I don't know, you used uh, Chad Gable a bit in this too. Do something with that. Unless I totally missed that part. But I don't believe Gable. No, Gable wasn't even there, even there at all. I don't know. You could have done something. Uh, for sure, Riddle, Riddle, uh, Riddle was going to win. Um, and I, I think that's that's just it. They don't know what to do with it. King Gimmick has gotten stale. He's good at it and whatever. He's a total... Uh, ass and it works but like i don't know the 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 king gimmick has still gotten stale though you need to try something different with them my my biggest problem is we've talked a lot about how we feel that baron corbin is one of the best heels in wwe right now um but and i've talked a lot about it recently when referencing one adam cole bay bay that one of the things that he understands more than most other heels in the business is that the goal the job of the heel in any match is to make the face look good. To Even if it's in, it, it, you're winning against the face, even if you're beating the face, you still have to make the face look good. Uh, but especially if the face is going to win, the face has to look good out of it. The problem was, I think this exposed a bit on Baron Corbin because he did not make Matt Riddle look good. Matt Riddle won. He has the agility to make Matt Riddle look good, but 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 in the end, I'm not even necessarily saying in terms of move. I'm saying in terms of character, in terms of character work in and out of the ring, in terms of uh, charisma, all of this stuff. But in the end, 
I I didn't find myself rooting for Matt Riddle. Yeah. I didn't find myself excited that he won. Um, in the end, this was a match. I that, found myself excited that Baron Corbin attacked him after the fact. I that's where I, I found myself. I um and I'm not a Matt Riddle hater like uh, the Fabe is, but I was looking for a fast forward button during this match. Um, because I I just literally didn't care about either of these characters in the match, and that means and, that both of these characters weren't doing uh, their job for this match. And I think some of it might have to do with the storyline, because the storyline wasn't necessarily great either. You know, build very good storylines around Corbin, and he does well with. I mean, other than the stupid dog food thing, no, he gets what he long. gets. Yeah, he does. I mean, usually, he does okay with bad storylines, and there's just not one here. There's not even a story here. Yeah, like I, mean, I feel like he could have done more. He could do more with the feud with Ray than Seth is doing with the feud with Ray. That's yeah. That that's how I feel. I, I Seth. Seth's character is not a feud with Ray, it's a feud with the roster. And that's where they failed by continuing this for so freaking long. And we're gonna get to that, I know, soon, in fact. But Corbin's really good at at slow slow playing feuds and stuff like that. And then this one, this one was just like, what in the bloody hell are we doing? And and again, yes, I'm biased, so I don't want to see Matt Riddle on my television. Um it, it I don't know, it, it's it's Maybe I've just been around too many skater dudes in my life that I was just like, God, just talk like a normal human being. Okay. I, uh, I I suddenly had a thought go through my head, and I'm really, really hoping no one from WWE is listening to this right now, because um, it seems like every time we have uh, characters we hate or people we hate, they decide to put them in main feuds, and um, I can just see it coming now. Matt Riddle versus Jerry Lawler. Oh, stop. Why Coming to the main event. You'll get a spinning heel kick that knocks the teeth out of Lawler for you. Yeah, I mean, I'd be happy with that part of it. But you'd be like, oh, God, now I got to root for Lawler. <laughs> Bro, puppies. <laughs> <laughs> now, also, uh, worth pointing out in this, though, is that Baron Corbin actually took a shot at Matt Riddle. <laughs> Um, based on the um, allegations that his personal life is not exactly um, clean. clean, Yeah, and called him a failure at home um, because they're the allegations that he's cheating on his wife and, and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, wow, they're, they're actually working that into a storyline now. I don't know if I'm really down with that myself, but anyways, uh, moving on. They have... Saying, They've been doing it. that with a lot, so you know. I mean, well, I wouldn't put it past them. They do it with little things here and there, but you know, when it comes to allegations of sexual assault and cheating on your wife, this is something that I, that at least in recent years, WWE has tried to avoid, and uh, you know, it makes me worried that we're going to see a Velveteen Dream accused of sexual assault storyline on NXT coming up here soon. <sighs> anyway. We will move on to a match that I think we all probably enjoyed immensely more. Bailey and Sasha Banks defending the Women's Tag Team Champions against uh, Shayna Baszler and Asuka. Wait, no, nope, sorry, that was a mistake by the uh, graphics department of Nijax. <laughs> yep. Hey, does, uh, maybe you guys didn't catch this, but Baszler and Jax don't like each other. Oh, they don't? 
Yeah, they're not friends. They are not friends. Oh man, yeah. I just—I mean, I watched all those vignettes backstage and them talking before the match, and then them during the match, and then them after the match, and and all this stuff. And I thought, man, I don't know. They just—they look like they're friends, but I just can't tell for certain. The problem that that you missed there, and the reason you didn't catch that, is because you only watched the vignettes. If oh, you I should have watched the vignettes. You'd have known. Oh, man, I always make that mistake. Uh, I have to watch the vignettes. Yes, well, no. Um, no, I just was mostly thrown off by the fact that it was Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. And I'm like, I am certain that all of the advertising I saw for this on social media said it was Shayna Baszler and Asuka. <laughs> so here's the interesting thing about the actual Some, match. Somebody, somebody had to get fired for that. I'm guaranteed. Right <laughs> yes, somebody they should have. Here's the thing about the actual match that blows my mind. So there was a lot of hype put up about uh, Bailey not taking the bump for Sasha last week. You know, the pay-per-view that happened uh, uh, in August of 2020. Uh, the, no, not this one. The last the one. first happened. of them. <laughs> a week ago. SummerSlam. That's what it's called. Jeez. Yeah. Anyway. One job. I Slamming two of them in, in two weeks' time. It's just ridiculous. Anyways, moving forward. Um, and then today, so I, I think they're building a hell of a storyline here. I, I think it's it's four years overdue. Um, but I think finally... We're going to see maybe the Sasha Bailey feud. Maybe. <laughs> Are we not? Well, we're not? Because at the end of it, it was weird. It's like they were both saddened. It wasn't really anyone's fault. Shayna Baszler did an amazing submission on both of them. Like, no, oh, if you watch, not anybody's fault. If you watch so, Sasha Bay- Banks yeah. is... is yeah, Bailey taps. Sasha Banks is giving her massive side eye during that. After that, because it was Bailey who tapped out, and so Bailey cost Sasha not just her singles title last week by you know not helping, um, but also cost her her tag team titles this week. They're they're definitely building that, and if you watch that at the end, Sasha Banks is is obviously not happy with Bailey. Um, my favorite thing about this is of the team of Sasha, uh, Sonya, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, um, it really was fun to see Shayna Baszler be the one who was pitched as the monster in this entire yeah, feud. Yeah, Nia was relatively useless. I, mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. She always is, but in the I'm, I'm, picturing, I'm picturing a team hell no sort of scenario here. Where it's gonna be Shayna Baszler as the technical wrestler, aka Daniel Bryan, and then um, what's her face is gonna be Kane because she looks like she's putting on that like kind of funny gimmick, and they were all funny when she won the titles at the end doing the interview. Woo! Who cares? We won! We won! Yeah. I was hoping for a Baszler. I won. I really was. I won. But no, I mean, here's the deal. Is I'm, I'm not a huge Nia Jax fan, but I am a huge Shayna Baszler fan. And so having her with the tag titles, um, I, I would absolutely love the storyline be that uh, Nia just can't seem to pull out the wins, can't do anything really. And it's every match. It's Shayna Baszler coming in and just destroying the opponents to get the victory. Um, I will point out one thing that uh, bugged me when I heard it, and I, 
and it bugged me even more that I actually looked it up uh, and Dave Melter talked about it but uh, Corey Graves at one point um, put out a line about Shayna Baszler being the protege of Ronda Rousey and I was like protege of Ronda Rousey um and Dave Meltzer's like, do you even know what protege means, Corey? Shayna is the one who taught Ronda Rousey how to watch wrestling from an inside level. And she did MMA years before Ronda Rousey. And I'm like, exactly. Um, and um, DA Fave and I um, are firm on this. She does it better than Ronda Rousey. Um, she does. Yeah. She does mic work better than Ronda Rousey. She does in-ring work better than Ronda Rousey. Better than Ronda Rousey, her little eye thing is freaking ridiculous. Where she's trying to look evil and putting way too much eyeliner or whatever she's putting. Uh, Shayna Baszler just looks natural with it and looks like a beast. She does everything better than Ronda Rousey. Yes, Shayna Baszler. I, I, I literally, my wife looks at me like I'm an idiot because I'm sitting there alone, well, just with her and my two-year-old in in the living room watching this, and I'm throwing up the Queen of Spades uh, hand signal at my. TV as Shayna Baszler walks to the ring. Everyone's like, you know no one <laughs> you can see you. And Ms. Rousey, if you're listening to this, the addresses are, you're never gonna know Western Nebraska, you're never gonna know Omaha, Nebraska, and I don't know, 727 Montreal Avenue, Montreal. <laughs> I don't know your address, I can't say that. And at the end, at the end, Ronda Rousey, it is what it is. It's an opinion podcast, and you know that Shayna Baszler is better than you. If not, oh. maybe you should draw underground and see how it goes down. If not, maybe you should not come back. Well, the simple fact is Shayna Baszler is a perfect example of why developmental is important. And I'm not Amen. specifically saying NXT developmental, uh, because it's Same. why the indies are indies. important. You yeah. Know? Um, because that's where people go to learn how to do all of the stuff in the ring effectively. Um, and it's not just in the ring work, but the, the mic work, the how to work the angles so that so that your things look good from all sides, not just hard cam side. Um, and Shayna Baszler knows how to do all of that. And Ronda Rousey struggled with all of that. And another thing Ronda Rousey struggled with was losing. And Shayna Baszler understands that losing is part of the game with professional wrestling, right? Ronda, Ronda Rousey is too ingrained in the MMA thought process where losing is, is bad. But in professional wrestling, losing a match is not bad if it's telling the story. Right. Yep. You're an actress. Exactly. And Shayna Baszler understands that. And Shayna Baszler scares me. Um, but I love her. So she's she. I'm so happy she's on the air quotes main roster now and getting some some airtime and all this stuff. So I would I I really love this the idea of this pairing as long as they make it where uh, Shayna Baszler is really the beast to this group and Nia Jax is is there to you know celebrate. Take, yeah, celebrate and take a couple of meaningless and tags and then hot tag Baszler in. And that's interesting to me, though, right? Because we heard a few months ago that Vince wasn't a fan of Shayna Baszler. And that's why she perhaps was off TV for a while, because she he didn't want to give her that main event push anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, and then so she wasn't there for a while and he was pushing um, Naya for a bit. Fans weren't liking it. 
but at the same time he still was trying to push her so it's interesting how they went the other way now or maybe on raw we'll see something totally different the the one thing that i've learned um about vince mcmahon well not the one thing but one of the things i've learned about vince mcmahon is that um no matter how much he he believes in a wrestler or doesn't believe in a wrestler he also does believe in reaction right so if a wrestler um it might take him a while but he didn't believe in daniel bryan and then the crowd reaction got to be big enough that he eventually believed in daniel bryan um and i think with Shayna baszler he didn't want to believe in her and then he saw the way the internet crowd was reacting to her and decided maybe maybe we need to give her a shot that's my hopes but uh but i i liked this match all in all i liked the ending that that double submission maneuver that turned turned from just the kirifuna clutch to the um uh what was it the gordy lock and the kirifuna clutch to a arm chokehold um you know that was amazing uh, was was really good. It's one of the things Baszler does. Yeah, so apparently, well. it's not illegal to use chokeholds so long as you're using another person's arm. Someone else's arm. Yeah, I'm not choking him. There, Sasha Banks is choking her, but you're using her arm. Ah, but I, it's none of my arm is touching her windpipe. It's entirely <laughs> nice little. Uh, yeah, it's a loophole, right? Um, we're gonna move on. Keith Lee versus Randy Orton match. We mentioned earlier and i'm gonna start off by repeating what i said on tiktok um uh still hate keith lee's entrance music and i think it might be even have been a little bit different um today than it was on monday yeah i think it was but i still hate it but uh his ring attire is a lot better hurt heel feeling out of it and i was like why why because there's that slamming bass that came along with it but um now I have read a little bit more about why they probably changed and a lot of it is um, they're trying to get away from all the CFOs um, music as they go because uh, their license with CFOs is not good uh, and CFOs is breaking up by themselves and their whole um, label situation is is rocky. So they're moving, trying to move away from as many of those CFOs. Uh, it's the same reason, apparently, that um, Seth Rollins' uh, entrance music is different now. Because trying to get away from those CFOs. Right <coughs> but, but Keith Lee's ring gear for this was a lot better. It's still not my favorite, um, but it's better um, than it was. It, it's not the Samoa Joe baggy pants anymore um so you know it i mean it is what it is i can hate his entrance music all i want it's not going to change they're not going to go back to the old entrance music for reasons that i just discussed um but it's nowhere near as good as the old entrance music and i, I mean here's the deal though he's on the main roster now so it's only a matter of time before they start calling him keith <laughs> I'll get his own, uh, get new and Why am I the only one that found that funny enough to laugh out loud, too? <laughs> Look who's coming to the ring. It's Keith. Our 16-time world champion, John. I'm not laughing because they could easily do that. I wouldn't put it past them. Oh, Jesus. But in... But he might just get Lee. So there is something to be said for that. Yeah, well, I think they're going to go with Keith because I think they're holding on to Lee for the next time they promote a Chinese wrestler. 
Zaya. Like it's Lee. Anyways, um, Keith Lee gets the win wow. over Randy Orton, which uh, I don't I don't think was surprising to anyone. No. Um, I like love said, the launch. I know they were just trying to recreate the Adam Cole launch into the crowd, but I loved it still. <laughs> uh, so one thing that uh, this match prompted me, actually, I think I did, you made a TikTok about it as well. Um, once again, I'm on TikTok now, in case you guys didn't know. Um, but uh, I, I suddenly, I had this thought during this match, and it might have been around the launch time. Um, and I was like, why, why is there even a barricade in the Thunderdome? Good like, point. Like, the barricade is there to stop the crowd from encroaching on the ring and to protect the, the crowd from the wrestlers outside or inside the ring and all that stuff. But there's no crowd. There's not even fake fans or, or, or wrestlers out there. It's entirely virtual. So why is there even a barricade anymore? Makes no sense. They don't want to break the tellies. Apparently. Hey, tellies are expensive. Can you imagine the order at Best Buy for all the tellies? Yeah, we need uh, 462 55-inch TVs. Can you make them all I, the same brand? I think there's more than 300 in that crowd. I I think they're crap. They might be knocking on the door of 2,000 TVs running at the time. Yeah. Uh, well, and I think, I frankly, I think they're a custom thing because I don't... If you look, it seems like it's one solid strip instead of yeah. multiple small ones. So I'm sure it's a custom one that's just uh, LED board built huge. But um, my my TikTok earlier was about uh, um, when Big E won that you looked at all the people in the Thunderdome crowd and none of them seemed to react positively. And I don't think that that's because they weren't happy that uh, Big E won. There was I, no story told. I think it's because there was no story told, but I, I seriously think a lot of it's because there's enough of a lag between when when it happens to when they see it to when their reaction is broadcast back to the arena, and then when it's put on the screens that uh, you could see Biggie out there celebrating, and the entire crowd was just kind of sitting there like. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Well, here's the thing, though. But the weird thing is when you're at the Thunderdome right they tell you to clap and whatever have you because there is when you're at the thunderdome now i again i don't know from looking at it on your actual tv i know from going on the network when you're at the thunderdome you're you're getting it like a good 10 seconds earlier than everyone else or you're getting it live if you will so i feel like they do that so they can implement the right there, there's for... still going to be latency just from from laws of physics, right? To mm. transport that data from the arena to your set and then your stuff get transferred back to them, it's going to add latency in one way, shape, or form. Um, and it's also going to be based on each person's internet connection, right? right. So so it's, it's, it's one of the the things that they were going to struggle with is no matter what they did even if they put even if they put the WWE network on a 5 minute delay so the people in the thunderdome got the footage 5 minutes beforehand the reactions would still happen noticeably after what happens on the screen just because of the latency of broadcasting that to the people and getting it back uh but but the thing with this is it's i really think that this is, has more to do with um, 
WWE trying to change things to stop people from exploiting the Thunderdome like has happened over the last week. And so uh, I think they're policing it even more. And I think they're putting less uh, pressure on people reacting and more on people not doing stupid shit. Um, <laughs> so so I think that's yeah. playing into it. They, they did, of, however, I'm apparently... They did, however, apparently miss out on Kenny Omega being in the crowd for SmackDown. Um, I don't know if that's true, though. I, it, it has been confirmed by Kenny Omega. Oh, snap. Okay. Kenny Omega said, I was just trying to have fun. I didn't think anyone would notice me. Um, <laughs> and I think, I think he didn't expect them to put him on. close enough that people would notice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, here's the deal. If, if Kenny Omega, if this was non-COVID, it was just regular old SmackDown or, or pay-per-view or whatever, and Kenny Omega bought a ticket and just wanted to sit in the crowd, they're not going to stop him. Right. Um, they probably wouldn't even notice it was him until they saw all the people around him going, oh my God, it's Kenny Omega. That's the cleaner. Do you think Tony Khan was going to care? No. I don't think Tony Khan gives an F on that. As long as he's not wearing a WWE shirt saying, WWE is the best. Right. <laughs> um, anyways, in fact, I bet you Tony Khan really saw it as, uh, as kind of free advertisement for AEW. Yeah, that's true. That makes sense. But, um, but so yeah, uh, Keith Lee gets the victory over Randy Orton. I don't think anyone's surprised by that. Um, I did kind of expect uh, a Drew McIntyre appearance at this. I know they're selling the injury angle with him and all of this stuff. Because um, as far as I've read, it's entirely kayfabe injury, not not covering up for a real injury. Sort. Um, I, uh, I I'm disappointed. I was disappointed in how in the turn at the end. Um, okay, Randy's going to do the the RKO and. Keith Lee doesn't push him off. He just turns him around and does a spear bomb. Like I was like, mm, not how I wanted that to go. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of one of those things that, frankly, they probably just didn't have a, enough time to really build it up and and uh, figure out a better way to do it. Uh, You're telling me this match didn't have enough time? Yeah, I mean, you know, seeing On the as two they and were half able... hour pay per view when tomorrow night's television show is going to be three hours. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm saying in the build-up and practice for it, they didn't have enough time in the whole week that they gave them to build up this uh, pay-per-view. Yeah, well, I, I just don't think that... I, number one, I don't think... In Keith Lee's first match, you want to showcase the strength, which they did. You want to showcase the agility, which they kind of did. But I think you also want to showcase the versatility, which they did not do. There was not a whole lot of top rope, flip-de-doo stuff out of Keith Lee that they could have had. Yeah. That's where I felt. In fact, um, I think they they were really close to having Braun Strowman do more top rope, flip-de-doo stuff in the main event <laughs> than they allowed Keith Lee to do. Uh, but we will get to that shortly. Uh We're going to move on, though. Dominic and Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins and Murphy. And um, this this was a Dominic match. Yeah, man. Why is he so slow? It's because he's, it's because he's a big man trying to wrestle his little man dad style, right? 
And and I'm not and saying he's not, he's, not man. he's just yeah. bigger. He's not Braun Strowman, but if they had him wrestle uh, Alistair Black style or even a Johnny Gargano style, make him a ring technician sort of a thing, he could he could probably do it. But the whole key to uh, a wrestler like Rey Mysterio is speed. And right. part of that comes from the fact that there are these little firecrackers, little tiny things that zip around. And Dominic is not a tiny thing that zips around. He is, he's a average to slightly large, larger than average guy who moves around like an average guy. And, you know, I mean, at, at least he tributed, paid tribute to his father by doing the frog splash at the end. So kind of love it. Something he's done the last time, too. And also, too, the guy just has no charisma. Not only can you not, are you slow? But man, do you not have any charisma? You're just such a stone face. Like, get some like acting done or something. Like, I I, I know Ray can't really teach you that because the dude has a mask all the time, so no one sees his. But holy hell, man, you're in WWE. Get why isn't Seth teaching you things or something? Like, ugh, he's just oh. so boring. Hey, come on, Ray was part of the No Limit Soldiers. He was bout it, bout it, and route it, rowdy. Mm. Not about showing charisma, I'll tell you that much. Match. Just why isn't he wearing the mask? I thought he was supposed to wear like the mask like on Raw the next day. After. Um, I I suspect they're building up a storyline where now Seth is gonna have some sort of a um career match with Rey Mysterio or a mask versus hair match or something. I don't know, and get a beat. Rey Mysterio to unmask Rey Mysterio and then uh, Dominic's going to come down to regain the mask for honor. Something like that. That's what I would say. I am just so sick of this feud. I'm I'm sick of this feud like I'm sick of the uh, Lashley Cruz and her business Cruz feud. Like, I'm done with it. And again, one of the things we mentioned it with Ronda Rousey, Dominic shows why developmental is so important. Amen. If if Dominic had been able to spend six months to a year down in NXT, um, it would be it might be a different thing we're talking about. Without now. Ray there. Without Ray, where he right. gets to develop himself. Um, yeah, I, I and maybe he is. There's every possibility that they're going to eventually have a, a Dominic being Dominic movement. But right now, he's just Ray's kid. Yeah. Well, Ray's and Eddie's, because... <laughs> he's still on that, huh? <laughs> frog Splash. Uh, the yeah. Frog Splash, because of his real father. Uh, yeah. Fine. Fair enough. Back when he was five years old. You don't remember this? Oh, that's right. You were also five years old. Isn't that? No, I was not five. I do remember this. Calm your tits. I just can't believe you're still on it, is all I'm saying. Jeez Louise. Vince wants you to forget about storylines, so goddammit, you should. This this is the only child that has more time in, in WWE than Stephanie. Oh, snap. I wouldn't go that far. Stephanie had a lot of time. To she had some WWE in her, too. Oh, you know, saying Macho Man and Randy Savage, Macho Man, Randy Savage, and Triple H. Jesus, that is not confirmed. Fake news. <laughs> I was just going to give you a crap about it being Macho Man and Randy Savage. Like, what? Both? 
<laughs> Both of them. At the same time. <laughs> then Hunter Hearst, Tomsley, Triple H, and Jean-Paul Levesque. That's not, that's Levesque. You don't pronounce the S. Levesque. One job. Okay, Canadian. Yeah. Yep. Not only Canadian. First, first of all, he was the Connecticut Blue Blood, so he could have pronounced it differently. Yeah. Um, that was Triple H. But it was it was Jean Paul Levesque in in WCW. Yeah, but he was still he wasn't supposed to be uh, French. He was supposed no, to be no, a, a, he, uh, he might have been French in in WCW. No, I think he I was. Thought, I I was fairly certain he was supposed to be um, like English European, not French. I don't. Remember. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't remember. Anyway, Didn't really matter. Nope. Show you sure, sure doing. Uh, but we will move on to a match that. We will like. Oh, by the way, Dominic got his first win. Just so everybody knows what the actual result was. Yeah, Dominic got. We were disgusted with match. Yeah, Um, (laughs) and I'm, I'm just waiting for uh, Dominic to win some sort of championship, like say I don't know the United States Championship, and then successfully defend it, so that we can go off on a rant about how Dominic has successfully defended a championship and Sasha Banks still hasn't. Oh, which, by the way, they alluded... Sasha, that was amazing when... Uh, yeah, they mentioned it on, on SummerSlam. Was it SummerSlam? Summer, no, well, on Raw. No? Uh, yeah, mentioned... also on Raw. I think they mentioned it after she lost on SummerSlam and again on Raw. I don't no, think they said it at SummerSlam. I think they just uh, said it at Raw. It was just Bailey who mentioned it, and I was like, oh, snap, Ultra Burn. Like, yeah, that was pretty badass. And uh, if that does happen, I am officially boycotting WWE and I will not be able to do this podcast with you guys anymore. If Mysterio gets a successful title ship uh, defense um, and Sasha doesn't, I am boycotting. That's it. Like, this is Sasha will get one. Sasha will get one over Bailey. Or before, before Mysterio ever gets one. I swear to God, it, it better when, happen. When but. Sasha takes the title off of Bailey, her her next title defense will be against Bailey, and she will win. Because Bailey will say, "Well, I just want a rematch." Because that's but they don't have rematches anymore. Oh my goodness, that's a lie. I'm just saying, and it's fine. Um, <laughs> anyways, we're gonna move on to the match that ends the show. Mm. Um, I guess that's the better way because I don't know. Was if that can... the second? That was the second to last match. It was. Oh. And the final match: Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman versus The Fiend. Um, or was it Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman versus The Fiend? Because Roman Reigns still hadn't signed his contract because of this stupid storyline they had play out on SmackDown. That was uh, lame. I mean, um, I get it when Heyman's in your corner. I get it. So so the storyline of this went, uh, the Fiend came out to the ring and had his big entrance, and then Braun Strowman immediately attacked him. <laughs> and they they rang the bell to start the match, and it was just a regular one-on-one, no-holds-barred match going back and forth between the two of them. And uh, it continued. It stayed a regular one-on-one match. Well, a no-holds-barred one-on-one match between the two of them for 90% of the match. Um, And there there are a lot of problems I have with this just in general. But one of my bigger problems is they've been building the storyline with Alexa Bliss. And I don't know, maybe they're just slow playing it in its actual long-term booking. But it seems to me like for one of... Yeah, not likely. But it seems for me to me that for one of your best on-the-mic workers in 
in all of WWE, not just in the women's division. One of your best heel characters in WWE, not just the women's division. To have Alexa Bliss have her whole, whole entry into this, her whole involvement in this, a single shot of her backstage watching the match in that sideways, watching it standing off to the side of the screen uh, way that they do it, and twirling her hair into a, another dreadlock. That was it. It seems like an they awful did it waste. Twice. Of, oh, twice. Okay. Two shots of her twisting her hair into he- dreadlocks. Damn right. Uh, right. It, it's just, it seemed like a huge waste of I mean, I'm not saying I was predicting they have her come out and be part of what uh, either cost the match for Roman or or Braun so that Bray retains, because it sure would have been nice for um, uh, the Fiends to retain, uh, for <laughs> once. Um, yeah. Speaking of, I don't, has the Fiend ever successfully yeah, defended he it? Yeah, You're he did Oh, I wanted him to be a Sasha, so like this, I wouldn't feel as bad. No, oh yeah, that's right, because he won it from uh, Seth, right? Yep. And then and then beat Seth again to keep. It. Anyways, um, but just to have Alexa just barely involved in it whatsoever. I mean, even, she could have even come out to ringside to show her weird obsession with the Fiend or something. I don't know. It just made no sense to me to just have it be so little. Um, but in the end. Uh, as I alluded to, um, the fiend is down, and Braun Strowman decides that now is the time to break out a top rope maneuver for some reason. Right. Because he's so good at them, right? Because yeah. the rope needs to I explode. Mean, that's why. Have you seen a shooting star press? It's incredible. Yeah, it's no. up there with Brock Lesnar's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is up. Um, but so he gets up there like he's going to do some sort of top rope maneuver, but then the fiend gets up. I can't get to the top rope because he doesn't have the balance for it. That's hilarious. Yeah. But the fiend gets up there and the superplex off the top. And what what happens when you superplex a big guy off the top rope? Oh, the ring, the ring explodes. Um, and I was watching this and, and at first I thought it was a failure of the ring explosion rigging. But then as it went on, I decided I think it was purposeful. But the ring didn't collapse all the way down like it has done before. In fact, the um, the posts on the far side from the hard cam barely fell in at all. They yep. stayed most of the way up. But the posts on the near side for the hard cam went all the way down. So in the end, the ring was tilted. Right. You can see it better. And that's why I'm. That's exactly why I'm pretty sure that it was purposeful. Because at first I was like, oh, it didn't didn't fall all down like they expected it to. But then I'm like, wait, no, this is designed so you can see all this better. Um, I'm I've the whole exploding. Was ring that Charles thing, Robinson? It was Charles Robinson, and I was about to get to the whole exploding ring thing. Is never my favorite uh, gimmick in a big man match, but they do it all the time now. But I want to give 100% credit for Charles Robinson with his flop to the outside after the ring exploded. Absolutely. Well, and and so he's not permanently let go then. No, Charles Robinson was never the one let go. It was um. Oh, now he's in in Kyoto, Mike Kyoto. Mike Kyoto. There we go. Sorry. Kyoto. Didn't okay, that's right. I thought it was. I thought it was Robinson. Sorry. Um. Yeah. Great work to Charles Robinson on his flop. Yeah. That's Over the top awesome. rope when they were limp ropes. It was really good work. Yeah. I uh, I actually physically rewound it just to watch that. 
because I'm like, I, I got to see that flop again. It was a lot like his dad. I mean, he looked a lot like Flair when he did it. Yeah, because he's baby Flair. Baby Flair. Absolutely. I remember that. He's, he's a better Flair than than uh, David. Mm-hmm. Ouch. The other thing I want to point out in this match before you get to the finale here, the the other thing I want to point out is this the first time the mallet's actually been successfully used? I do think so, and that is worth pointing out because they've they've toyed with the mallet a bunch of times, but they never actually connected with it as far as I can remember. Um, I want to give them credit because they, but they made the mallet look like it had some heft. Uh, They worked really hard on making it look like it was heavy. Um, which I guarantee you it's not, you know, movie magic, that thing is probably, probably I mean, it's probably lighter than the 10 pound sledge that yeah. Triple H it's, it's probably a frame of wood filmed with, with spray foam. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, but that's fine. They made it look like it had happened. So I want to give them credit for that. But, uh, but so the, the finale sh- came when, um, after the superplex, both Braun and the Fiend are laying there in the ring and all of a sudden, don't don't um, <laughs> and there comes the big dog with Paul Heyman and they walk out onto the ramp and then they sign the contract and then they walk to the ring and then Roman Reigns gets in and tries to pin the Fiend and the Fiend kicks out. So then he tries to pin him again and the Fiend kicks out again. Oh, first he hollers to Paul Heyman to get a referee and uh, then another referee just shows up. Um, so I guess that can be done. Anyways, um, and then he goes to pin uh, Braun and Braun kicks out. And so then he, he's got to find a way to, to pin Braun. And uh, but in the end, he is successful. Um, after he I mean, a, Braun with with a chair. Yeah, he beats the tar out of Braun with a chair. Um, it was and, after the fiend. Yep. Fiend hits the missable claw. Not sure. Right. right, and it just didn't really make honestly any sense to me. How? Okay. I get it. You're making him heal. Heal's never going to win technically right away. But you honestly should have just ended that whole thing quick, quick, right away sort of deal. Uh, The whole pinning thing, I guess I didn't mind. But then it just seemed kind of silly when he he gives him the spear and then it's just over like that after you hit him with the chair a bunch of times. Like, I don't know. I felt like something was off there. Like you, you missed some kind of spot to do. I get you wanted to make your spear look powerful still, but it was still kind of weird how he did it. I don't know. I, I felt I, 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 I felt like they were still trying to go with an overcomer theory with with Roman. That's the that's the feeling I got. Like, oh, he got he got out of the mandible claw. He did it in heel tactic, but he got out of the mandible claw. And oh, he overcame the fact that that Braun can take seventeen chair shots. It wasn't seventeen, I think it was nine. Uh chair shots and, to the back. And they were all to the not, back, not to the unprotected head. That's important to yes. Yeah. Um and it doesn't knock that doesn't knock the wind out of him, but the Roman spear, that's what does it. Now, I will give props because we didn't get a ooh uh, or a shotgun. Shotgun. Oh, I know. Thank the Lord. <laughs> it, and I guess he can't do that because he's heal now, so he wouldn't be doing that. He'll still like, do the stupid shotgun thing, but ooh uh, won't work anymore. Mm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. And then, uh, so he wins the championship, and um, 
I liked it with the exception of, and I even liked Roman winning, uh, with the exception of, he doesn't have to be an overcomer here. He doesn't have to overcome the odds of a mandible claw suddenly hitting him. Like, he can just go in and, I, I personally think Braun was in the match to to take the fall, because we know that The Fiend shouldn't be losing, which is good that he didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I didn't like that, that Roman had to overcome some odds again. Like, no, he was cheating. <laughs> yeah. Just have him come in and cheat, roll up Braun, and I, that's the end of it. I, I think I get it from this standpoint. It's not about him overcoming and being the overcomer. It's about him not being good at being the bad guy yet. And and Fair so to, sh- to show that as the bad guy, he's weak and he's got to figure out how to, to harness the bad guy side. Um, my biggest problem with this is um, if, if you are offered a contract to be in a race, right? Um, and there's going to be two other people in the race. So it's going to be a three-person race. And you don't sign that contract before the start of the race. You can't just show up near the end of the race and join in, right? Say, oh, I signed the contract now. I get to join in. It don't work that way, right? If you don't have it signed before the contract or before the start of the competition, right, you don't get to sign the contract and join in the middle of it. Um, and so I I would have preferred if they would have at least made it where, yeah, he signed the contract earlier and then he just doesn't show up and just waits for the opportune moment rather than this whole, you know, he's coming out now and he's going to sign the contract. Um, that just seems silly. Large dogs sign contracts whenever they want. Yes, large dogs indeed sign contracts whenever they want. Large, large large dogs also uh, get a treat when they learn new tricks, hence the championship. Didn't but but here's the deal. Um the the big thing to come out of this is if you are angry that Roman Reigns won the championship, um if you were angry with how he won the championship or the fact that he air quotes cheated to win the championship, um Stop wrestling. More specifically, it worked. If any of those things apply to you, what they did worked because he's supposed to be the bad guy. He's supposed to win through heel tactics. You're not supposed to be happy that he... These are all things that are supposed to happen when the heel wins, is you're not supposed to like it. So the fact that you're angry means he's probably doing his job well. Mm. Um, That said, one thing did not work about this. And that was that was not anything Roman's fault. It was actually a technical thing. Um, I don't know why your your laugh track or your your uh, your piped in audio had people cheering for Roman after he won. I heard booze. I feel like it's the same soundtrack. Everything with everything they use, I feel like nothing changes in my opinion. Like I don't know, maybe. I, I agree. I don't. I don't think it changed a lot. But I heard booze coming through on my side, so I think they did put booze in. But yeah, it's it's the problem with using piped in is you have to make sure the piped in sound matches the uh, desired reaction. Desired reaction. 
but I heard booze when he when he was posing at the end with it. So yeah, you, you would think they'd have someone there though to pipe in the sound like with cheers. Like here's a cheers button, here's a boo button, here's a, ah just a bunch of people. Screaming. They were all too busy watching to make sure Kenny Omega didn't show up again. <laughs> Man, like, that was kind of the only exciting thing about the Thunderdome. Like some of it was messed up with uh with the with the KKK rally thing, but you know the fire velveteen dream or uh the Benoit thing was kind of low too. That was kind of weird, but you know like whatever. It's gonna kind of make people want to watch though. Um, and as long as if it's on your pay per view, you're good. The FCC won't be able to do anything, you know? Um, so that might get more people to kind of watch. Because I was always interested when I'm like, oh, is there anything else going to happen at the Thunderdome? Like, what are people going to do? I think they could kind of make that a, a benefit, at least for their pay-per-views. Um, I get with the FCC, there might be fines there, so they don't want to go through that whole ordeal. But for pay-per-view-wise, I was have, I was really intrigued with, with the mess-ups. So I did kind of geek out looking for my co-host during it, um, and uh, that was surprisingly enough. I yeah, well, I was expecting to see you on it this time. Why weren't register? <laughs> I was hoping you had. I don't know. I wanted you to. I I, I technically tried, but unfortunately, it was already full. I thought I saw you at one point, and it turned out the guy's hair was not crazy enough to be. <laughs> Plus, I would I would still keep my branded orange toque on, so you wouldn't see my hair. Oh, you okay? Yeah, because it was the guy in green. Oh snap! Okay, I know exactly who you're talking about. You, yeah, you can see who I'm talking about. I was like, oh it, no, that's not him. Oh, the hair's yeah. not crazy enough right now. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, since COVID times, it's like I haven't combed my hair because uh, I don't freaking need to. Oh, no, I comb my hair, but honestly, most of the times it's not too perfection. There's no gel happening. It's all just wake up and here we go to start the new day isolating, you know. But uh, yeah, no, no, maybe next time. Maybe next time. I think in SummerSlam, I'm honestly only in the Randy Orton and. Um, uh, yeah, I, they, they change them. I know that. Yeah, so I think that's the only one I'm actually in because I tried to find me in the Wyatt match. I could not. So it is but, what it is. So so the biggest things to come away from this, though, were some decent matches here and there. But um, again, I'm going to throw out a charge against them. The same thing I talked about during the SummerSlam review. Where the F was Retribution? Right. Amen. Man, I so thought Roman was going to be part of Retribution or something. I'm like, oh, maybe he's going to be like the leader. Maybe like whatever. I don't know. Like he's not coming out. Maybe there's going to be a lights out. All the guys come in. It's a no holds barred. I was thinking all kinds of things. And then I'm like, wait, this is WWE we're talking about. I'm going to be severely disappointed. So I'll stop thinking about things. And... Uh, this way, I won't be as disappointed. And what do you know? They never should. My thing is, it's it's been a major part of your storyline on TV for a month now, and yet you've had Adam two pay per views. You called retribution, which is yeah. or called payback, which is a, which form, is a of form of retribution. But it it's simply, you know, I'm not saying they needed to be a huge part of it. But right. I don't know. You've already destroyed the ring, so maybe have them come out at the end and destroy it some more, or maybe have it be that they were the ones that were behind the ring destroying. That's what and, I was thinking, you know, or too. something. Or, or I mean, I get it. Right now, as far as we know, 
uh, WWE still hasn't decided for certain who is going to be there, uh, the members of it. You know, so even the people who did the pose down on Raw may not be the actual members of Retribution. I get it's it. It's the Spirit Squad, guys. It's the Spirit Squad. Come on. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, have them be there. Have them do something, right? Yeah. You know, this is another one of your main storylines that you're just like, meh, we're not going to do anything. Um, and then, like, is it Jeff Hardy um, versus uh, Sami Zayn? You know, you set that up on SmackDown and then just not even mention it, really. No, they're putting it for SmackDown. But why? You have a show called Payback. Because and, rating. And it went short. And um, ratings are one thing, but network buys are another thing. It yeah, went short with a boatload of vignettes. Yes, vignettes and vignettes. Both yeah. of them. Yeah, yep. A lot of vignettes. I'm not yeah. changing it for you all. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so I mean, there were storylines that it just surprises me the number of storylines that just kind of didn't make it on to yeah this pay per view, especially when it was such a rushed pay per view and short. There's so many things that they could have just built into it. Um, but they didn't. even if it was behind the scenes attacks, pre-recorded. <laughs> yep. Yeah, even even if you wanted to, you make a change to one of the the matches. So um, so y- y- instead of having um, a Biggie versus Sheamus, you have uh, Sheamus get attacked backstage and and not able to wrestle, and someone else has to wrestle in his place. And then you find out it's Retribution that attacked him or something. I'm just spitballing, but there's something you could do to at least have a presence there. Or yeah. heck. Have it have it be kind of like you did on Raw a couple weeks ago, where um, right after a match, someone's celebrating, and then you just have have the the camera flicker off and then cut to black for ten seconds, right? And then it comes back on, and Todd Phillips can be like, "Oh, we're sorry, people. We uh, appear uh, appear to be having some sort of technical difficulty with the truck that interrupted the service there, but we're back now, and and we're gonna move on to the next match." At first, I thought the whole thing, because, uh, whatever, I guess I wasn't paying too much attention, but at first, when I saw the Wyatt match, and then I saw them go to a girl, I didn't totally realize it was Alexa Bliss right away, and I'm like, oh, they unmasked one of the people from Retribution. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, and then I realized, I'm like, oh, no, that's Alexa Bliss. Okay. Like, I was waiting for Retribution. Like, just, you know what I mean? Because that's the only thing entertaining right now, which is still really bad and stupid, but, like, I just want to know who it is um and i honestly thought that we're gonna do something about it but uh of course not nope nothing hopes are down the drain but but so in the end i didn't feel like this was a horrible pay-per-view it wasn't my favorite pay-per-view um but i feel like it it could have been better if they would have given it three weeks to build up um and the fact that they just you know jam it in one week after SummerSlam. So do we know why they actually did that? No, but I kind of suspicion it has to do with the Thunderdome. Um, and I think it comes down to this, right? Like, is their contract is coming up? For well, that? yeah. I think their contract with for the Thunderdome only is for a certain amount of time. And they probably have the ability to maybe re-up it if they need to. But they're hoping to eventually be back to regular shows. Right. But because they can't guarantee regular shows for a pay-per-view, I think their thoughts were, let's jam another one into the Thunderdome, and then that frees us up. We don't have to do a pay-per-view all of September. 
and we can put off another pay-per-view to midway through October sort of a thing. So that gives us a month and a half to get back to real shows for our next pay-per-view. Oh, snap. So they're not going to have anything in uh, September? I, I don't know for certain. Um, that was my thought process. But let's see if uh, they've mentioned anything. Uh, I have something. Let's see. So, um... Let's pay-per-view scheduled. So, um, payback. Um, oh, right now it's showing September 27th, Clash of Champions. Oh. Um, um, and then uh, November 1st, Hell in a Cell. Nothing so, in October. Huh? Yeah, nothing in October. And, and Clash of Champions, they could always push back farther because right now that's scheduled for Orlando, Florida. But if they think they're going to be getting back to real, you know, arenas... Live live crowd they'll push that back so that they can have it in front of live crowds um that's just my speculation is that they're like let's throw these two pay-per-views together really fast so that we can spread out the rest of them a bit and have a little bit of wiggle room for if we need to move some things so that we can get back to real crowds Houston opportunity knocks mm-hmm. knock 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 all day long knock 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 what is <laughs> i was i was about to do that exact uh, <laughs> Uh, what is it? Knock on the door? That's not so familiar. Senseless beatings of a high school janitor by Adam Sandler. Mop, mop, mop. All day long. Mop, mop, mop. While I sing this song. Gonna wash the floor. Gonna make it shine. Gonna take off the spray paint with turpentine. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, I just I mopped there. I, I, I wonder if he has those on Spotify. I bet you they are. Hey. Probably. Oh, that's sure. my bucket. <laughs> oh, good old Adam. Are you let go of Are my sideburns. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> hey, goat. <laughs> ah, fuck me in the goat ass. <laughs> uh, um, so, so clearly, guys, clearly payback wasn't as entertaining as Adam Sandler's. <laughs> Nope, nope, sure wasn't. But I'm also a little bit um, delirious today, so um, we'll take that all with a grain of salt. Well, that's because you just got introduced to TikTok, so you're all excited, bud. Hey, I've been lurking on TikTok for about a month and a half, um, but I finally signed up for one. Right word to use for the for Lur- the. Lurking you once told me out of your own mouth if I get on TikTok, I'm afraid I may have to go to prison for I said nothing of the sort of that. That was someone else you must have talked to about that. Oh, okay. I guarantee you I had never said anything about that. I did say that um, if I get on TikTok, I'm going to feel old, and I do feel old. But there are a lot of people who post lots of pet videos on TikTok with, like, um, tortoises and stuff. So I download them and send them to my wife because she likes to see cute animals. And you could put some of, we'll just say, superhero girlfriend on there because I I think people you by your kayfabe name. Yeah, if you were referring to uh, my cat named after the Flash's girlfriend, Iris. Yes. Yeah. That was the cat least convincing talk. lie I've ever put out in my life. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Uh, fr- frankly, um, uh, JLB will... I doubt people are going to identify you by your cat's name. No. Well, I, the simple fact is JLB will attest uh, um, that I the cat's out of the bag on my real name one way or another. Uh, because when I first announced that I was on the Tickety Talk, um, 
for some reason or other, I didn't notice, but uh, TikTok had my real name instead of my kayfabe name on there. So, is the problem with your Facebook or whatever? You clearly I, didn't sign up like that. I thought That's... I signed up with my phone number, but it might have been with Facebook or it might have been with Google. But either way, it automatically had filled out my real name and I did not notice that. So, yeah. So, it's out there. You can find it. Um, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so, gonna make it shine? <laughs> We're gonna tick tock to his name all the time. Tick tick tock tock tock. But, Adam uh, but anyways a decent pay-per-view all around um you know i don't i don't know if it was groundbreaking in any way shape or form but it also wasn't horrible so i guess i think the groundbreaking part was that um that they feel they can put two pay-per-views in two weeks and one of them can be shorter than their television show yeah to be I think the other one was technically the same amount as their television show, if not a tad shorter. Summertime was still pretty yeah. short. Um, they can they can make they they can split up a five and a half hour pay per view into two weeks. Maybe that's what they're testing. Yeah, I think I'm okay with that if they say that. Both of them were better than the horror show. Yeah. <laughs> so well, that's the not- problem with doing what they did is that there were there were repeat there were. Um, matches that came to matches. We don't need no sticking matches. Sorry, that came to fruition the second week. So the only reason to do that to split that up is if you do have a five and a half hour card that you're splitting up, and they did not have that. Hello. Yep. Can you hear? Yep. 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 So, so they have a bunch of Adam Sandler um, albums on Spotify, but since I don't play pay for. So I don't, <laughs> since I don't pay for Spotify Premium, I can't see the track listing on them to know if the senseless beating sketches are on them. Okay, well I can check for you because unlike you being a cheap bastard, I do pay for Spotify. So insanely, I I don't pay for Spotify because I, instead I pay for YouTube Music. So it's not that I'm a cheap bastard; I just have different preferences. Uh, YouTube Premium, thanks. Nope, YouTube Music, different thing altogether. Oh, so sorry. Which one was it? They have. They're all gonna laugh at you. What the I hell happened? I think the me? senseless beatings are on. You're all gonna. They're all yes, gonna laugh they at you. Uh, Is it called senseless beatings? Yes, it's a. Um, it's a series it of them. It's something beatings of a high school janitor, and then there's another one of a high school Spanish teacher. Yes, it, mm. that's what I'm saying. There was a series of them, but it was senseless beating of a high school janitor. Um, I'm now actually looking at uh, YouTube music to find YouTube out. YouTube music to see if they have them. And high school janitor, and also the high school bus driver, and then high school the- bus driver. Okay, so those are all them. So they've just um, abbreviated them because uh, on YouTube it's the beating of a high school janitor without the senseless on there. Um, but it's still uh, beating of a high school bus driver. I would pay money to hear a high school janitor say, mop, 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 Science teacher. And then, of course, you've got to have the goat song. Oh, that one was great. How did the... This is, this is how bad we need an evolve so our podcast doesn't devolve to stuff like this. 
Yes. Well, what we need is a prescription for Ritalin because I am ADD AF. Or we need a prescription for more cowbell. Oh, snap. Okay, guys. Let's let's go. Let's so SummerSlam rating wise, uh, the SummerSlam payback rating wise, I, I, I get uh, a two point five out of five. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't a fan. Like I'm impressed that they did SummerSlam and payback back to back, and they both were mediocre shows. Um, but you know, I don't know. This I didn't run Raw and SmackDown. If if Seth Rollins is the face of the company right now, and I know that it's either him or Roman. I'm going to hands down say, without a doubt, get a better storyline for Seth. For sure. Well, hey, here's the yeah, other. It, it doesn't have to be a title picture, but get a better storyline. So I think they're building a good storyline, right? Not a good storyline, but a different storyline with Seth now. I, I do think that they're going to be ending the feud with uh, Ray here pretty soon because they hinted pretty heavily that Seth is now done with Murphy that he feels like Murphy failed him. So I have a feeling that they're going to pivot into Seth versus Murphy, um, which is fine in my opinion, because Seth versus Murphy can put on a better match than Seth versus Dominic for the 472nd time. Yes. The other thing is the Seth storylines payoff is in November when raw wins, wins the, the survivor series. So long as Raw wins the Survivor Series and he says, see, I told you. Well, and they win it despite him. What would be the what would be the best payoff to it? This is the this is the payoff they should do. I'm telling you this right now is that Seth defects to SmackDown either during the show or right before the show. You know what I mean? Um, Because I've given up on you. You're never going to be able to win. And then Raw can win without him. Uh, and then he comes back to Raw the next night and, and does a see I told you. See, I was the reason. I got you guys there, but he didn't do it, obviously. Or or he goes the other way. He falls into to a um, depression slash just attacking everyone, lashing out in anger. Um, but now he's doing it on SmackDown and eats people up. Either way, that's the way they should do it. Um, I think I maybe want to see uh, another Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. Just give me that again, because uh, that, that feud could have lasted a year. That feud could have; those two played off each other so well, they could have lasted as long as some of the Rock Stone Cold stuff did. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm. And honestly, because so I mentioned that Seth's whole Messiah thing was getting annoying. Uh, not annoying, but I was kind of a little getting sick of it. So now I'm really getting sick of it because of the feud that just keeps on prolonging and prolonging and prolonging. And when he's not elevating the whole roster, he's just fighting with with a has-been. Nothing against Rey Mysterio, but luchadors don't have the length of time that the average wrestler does because you can't move at that speed for that long. Um, and and uh, never will be, potentially. <laughs> Mm. So I don't want to be the guy who, who takes heat for well, saying Dominic's not going to be, but right now it doesn't look like Dominic's going to be. Yep, you're in that position, but that's all you. Yeah, that's all you. You you're telling me you think Dominic's going to be something. I'm, I'm saying you. I didn't say it out loud. I, I'm saying Dominic could be something if they allowed him to be what he's what he needs to be, not another Rey Mysterio. He could be something if he had more charisma. Give this guy charisma, and maybe we'll see what happens. Uh, you've got 
ton of ton of popular wrestlers with very little charisma uh, that get along just fine. Yeah, um, take Sami Zayn for example. Sami Zayn has charisma. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I would argue against Sami Zayn as that uh, example, but you know, and, and many people would say Braun Strowman doesn't have a ton of charisma and he gets along fine. Some people I, would I, say that I only Roman Reigns seemed to fire somebody up and it yeah. worked. So. But a lot of people would say Roman Reigns doesn't have a ton of charisma, and he gets along just fine. You know, uh, wrestling is rife with uh, wrestlers with very little charisma that get along just fine. But what it is not rife with is wrestlers that wrestle like a little guy, even though they don't have the speed of a little guy. Um, And that's where he's going to... Like, if he went down to NXT and trained... And and even even if he wrestled uh, Andrade style, right? Yeah, uh, Andrade. Well, take away the the. I mean, take away the Latino aspect to it, and have him wrestle Adam Cole style, or yeah. or you know, Bobby Fish more style. like like Bobby Fish or uh, Roderick Strong or any of those other guys that are the same size as him. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and and it can be Dominic's style. Again, there's a really good line from the Page movie. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Dang it. Wrestling with my family. Yes. yes. Fighting with my family. Be Fighting the first you. Yeah. Be the first Dominic. <laughs> well, right. second Dominic, but the first Dominic Mysterio. So in a side note, uh, Fighting with my family, the movie, not the documentary, um, is actually pretty decent. Yeah, it's not bad. It's it's surprisingly, although it is really weird because they have uh, Zelina Vega playing AJ Lee, and uh, Zelina Vega looks nothing like AJ Lee at all. Um, They're close to the same size ish. Yeah, it, aside from size, um, and by size I mean like height, and that's about it. Because um, they're not even the same body type. Um, and uh, one of them was attractive to CM Punk. The other one's attractive to every other man on the planet. Uh, ouch! <laughs> I didn't say that AJ is not attractive to other men. Somehow or another, I feel slightly attacked by that, and I'm not <laughs> sure exactly how. I have to search. One my... was attractive to CM Punk. The other one's attractive to Aleister Black. But, I mean, that uh, works. It'd be true. You don't have to think it's a little. Technically, Jeez. that'd be true, yeah, but it's... Um, gotta up the situation. Hot diggity damn. Sorry, it's just Selena Vega's really hot. <laughs> and AJ Lee, I never looked at it and went, oh yeah, she's hot. Never did. Not that Absolutely anybody's different. ever looked at me and been like, oh yeah, he's yeah. hot. Because that's never happened. Welcome yeah. to Rock where we objectify women. <laughs> and myself. And I was... I was not objectifying anyone there. No, oh, no, that was all pure, pure Vincent K fame. Uh, Again, K, Vincent K. Vincent K. Yes, objectifier and lawyer. <laughs> uh, I'm a teasing. He's a good guy. He just, uh, you know, doesn't seem to like Zelina very that uh, that uh, that much. AJ, AJ, I like AJ. Zelina a lot. I think she needs more push, more television time, more outfits. Yeah, no, I don't know what you mean by push. More photos online. More. Sorry. Moving forward. <laughs> Drop this up, bud, because I think we're all a little tired, and this just might get worse for your editing needs. This, well, this is... it doesn't need to be edited because this is my shock jock part. 
Yes, shock jock. We will uh, start to wrap <laughs> this up tonight. Uh, this went off the rails a bit. Um, kind of like an episode of Being the Elite. It just goes all over the place and sometimes makes sense, but not a lot. Uh, um, but uh, we we had a good episode. We, I, you know, in terms of rating um, payback, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm gonna say like high C plus, maybe a very, very low B minus. Um, not, you know, it was slightly above average, but not a lot above average. I don't know. Um, it was the best non-Monday Night Raw of, um, of Monday Night Raws that we've seen all year. Because yeah. it was a Monday Night Raw. Yeah. With SmackDown. <laughs> On TikTok, I said, I'm going to give my predictions for Payback, the first WWE pay-per-view since the last WWE pay-per-view a week ago. Um, effectively, that's what... Anyways, um, we're going to finish this because I'm getting a little bit bleary, so... Um, I'm just going to recommend everyone to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. So that means uh, making sure you click the subscribe button or the follow button or whatever on whatever podcast platform you use. Uh, That way you get notified every time we post a new episode. Uh, Share it with your friends. The cheapest, in fact, free way to support this podcast um, doesn't cost you a dime and gets it out to more people. So just share it on your social media. Um, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Raw and Order WBU. You can follow DA Fabe at. No need to say it. I've objectified women tonight. So. At DA <laughs> Vincent K Fabe. <laughs> you can follow JLB at. JLB420. Real Talk Radio is the brand. That's over at Real Talk Radio 8. Um, Anchor.fm slash RTR. Realtalkradio.online. Because.coms and .cas are so blah. And we're above that. And um, we got Big Brother Talk going on there. So if you guys are a fan of the reality to- uh, reality show Big Brother, you might like our little weekly recaps. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Vincent K. Fabe won't be uh, listening, but he objectifies women, so I wouldn't want him to listen anyway. And that is all like that, good sir. Um, you can also, uh, in case you didn't hear me mention earlier, you can follow me on the TikTok um, at Ron Order WBU. I really unique with my names aren't i um <laughs> creating a brand um you can also head on over to shop.spreadshirt.com slash ron order wbu to check out our merch options there support us that way or patreon.com slash ron order wbu where you can subscribe uh become a patreon uh get access to some sweet perks like our discord server um the ability to vote on uh, our classic pay-per-view reviews which um we're gonna be figuring out what the august one is uh in just a few days here and then finding a time to review it um for that one um it's gonna be a wcw pay-per-view in one way shape or form so we'll figure out which one wins that one and we'll review that um and then the ability to be invited on either this show or the fbi show to um give your opinion or fantasy booking uh scenario for us there so some great reasons to get on patreon and help us out including the fact that it would help us out and help us um continue to put out great content but we um unless uh da fabe or jlb have anything else to say i think k fabe has said enough Yes, I think he's dug his <laughs> hole a little bit, yeah. Uh, we would just like to thank everyone for listening. We will see you soon. Seriously, she's ravishing, though. 
Tschüss. <lacht>